Welcome to Lyrics in Life, the podcast where music and personal growth come together. We're really grateful for all of you who've been tuning into the show. And if you like what you hear, be sure to follow us on your favorite streaming platform and also drop a quick rating or review. Those ratings actually help other people discover this show. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to swing by our website for a cool freebie. It's a journaling guide to help you explore yourself and also grow personally and spiritually. All right, let's kick off this episode and dive into the awesome mix of Lyrics in Life. And on this episode, we are on number 14, and we are going to be discussing the song Do It Again by Elevation Worship. The song Do It Again was released in February 2018, and it was written by Elevation Worship. The song reached its highest position at number six on the U.S. Hot Christian Songs chart, marking their second top 10 single on that chart. It maintained its presence on the charts for a total of 33 weeks, making it their second longest charting song. The song Do It Again wasn't something that actually happened quickly at all. It all started when their pastor was giving a powerful talk at a Hillsong conference. He talked about how God always keeps his promises, using the story of Joshua and how Jericho's walls fell down after circling them seven times. This really connected with their church, especially the idea that God's promise still stands. The well-known worship songwriter, Matt Redman, saw the potential for this song and got in touch with Pastor Stephen Furtick. They worked together to turn those ideas into the song. Writing a song can take time, and this one was no different. The breakthrough came during a retreat focusing on writing songs. That's when they came up with the main part of the song, which talks about how faithful God's promises are. And Pastor Stephen added a personal touch with the opening line, walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall. And this made the song feel like it was speaking to everyone's personal journey with God. The themes or the elements within this song are dealing with a current struggle, whether it is a sin issue or addiction or a nagging circumstance looking back and seeing God's faithfulness and speaking God's faithfulness over your life, that if he had done it once, he will do it again. All right, let's kick off this song. Verse one starts off walking around these walls. I thought by now they'd fall, but you have never failed me yet. Waiting for change to come, knowing the battles won for you have never failed me yet. The first verse talks about the feeling of being stuck or facing obstacles that seem insurmountable. The verse shows God's faithfulness despite the circumstances you are in. You need to just trust in God's promises. So when the first verse talks about walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall. It's referencing what we actually referenced, um, I think, two episodes ago now, I think it was, um, the walls of Jericho. So God instructed Joshua's army to not shout or even talk, but only have the priests blow the trumpets as they walked around the walls for the first six days. And so I kind of thought about that. And in my prayer time while prepping for this one, kind of God kind of let it on my heart and says, where is God asking you to be silent and allowing him to blow the trumpets? And it was really, really just something that kind of, stuck with me right away was how many times in our circumstances are we shouting and 
clamoring our own way of doing something when really probably all we need to do is just shut up. We just need to be quiet about it and let God speak. Let God blow the trumpet. Let God roar at our mountain and at our circumstances to knock those walls down. Like where are our time? Cause remember on the seventh day is when they actually shouted. So it wasn't the, the first six days when they're walking around these walls of Jericho, they were silent except for the priests blowing those trumpets. It was only the seventh day. And that's the day that God instructed them to be shout. How, how many times do we want to jump the gun and go beyond what God has instructed us to do? Maybe he's just, in certain times of our circumstances that we're in, he's just asking us to be quiet. Because I also want to address mindset and thought patterns, especially in this waiting period that says, but you have never failed me yet, waiting for change to come. We talk about mindsets a lot in this podcast, and I want to address two separate mindsets. We got a mindset of lack and a mindset of abundance. And this is pertaining to the thoughts and the waiting. Where in that line of the verse, it says, I thought by now they'd fall, and then waiting for the change to come. The waiting period develops the faith. So when we are waiting, that is actually where our faith increases. And we need to be aware of our thoughts and what we're thinking in those periods of waiting. Like I said before, maybe there are certain times that God is actually asking us to be silent. And that's where we got to kind of maintain our thoughts and interrogate our thoughts because we got to see, are they lining up with God's will? Waiting for change and victory is super, super tough. And that requires patience on God's timing and for his timing. And I'm learning this in different situations as some answers come quickly and some answers actually take a lot longer. And we're kind of both in that kind of waiting period right now because there's a lot of things that um, I've had dreams about and visions about that I'm just waiting for God to open up a door. And there's certain things that Katrina is actually working on this upcoming week where she's had visions and she's, she's, jumping, she's jumping on it and she wants to see where this is going to lead. And so now, but as time is going on, I'm starting to understand that I'm constantly kind of in this state of a new version, Barry, quote unquote. So it seems like there's always a new battle all the time. And that that's one thing that you're going to have to understand when we, when, when we talk about personal development and spiritual development, there always seems to be a new battle because we always, once we're in this level of personal development or spiritual development, we kind of always notice our inadequacies and our inadequacies tend to say, okay, now I'm being bad and now I have to get better, but not really because our inadequacies, we're just aware of them now. So all it is, is just a new time to level up and become a new version of ourselves. Correlating this verse uh, to the Bible, um, I was brought to Joshua 1.9 and I am using the message translation and it says, haven't I commanded you strength, courage, don't be timid, don't be, don't get discouraged, God, your God is with you every step you take. And then in Psalms 9, 10, in the Passion Translation, it says, for everyone who knows your wonderful name keeps putting their trust in you. They can count on you for help no matter what. 
O Lord, you will never, no, never, neglect those who come to you. When life gets tough, having faith in the Lord to get you through is the key. God always shows up. He'll walk with you through the tough times, as long as you put your faith in Him and your faith is consistent. Going to Him in the tough times and then going to Him when the victory happens to praise Him and thank Him for what He has done through your journey. All right, so we're going to move on to the chorus. The chorus says, Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me yet. The chorus is a declaration of faith. It's expressing conviction that God can move mountains and he will make a way even when it seems impossible. The best thing about this chorus that I love is it talks about God's unchanging character. He is unwavering, which provides comfort and stability. And in Hebrews 13, 5 through 6, it says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Then we can say, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? It's this mindset of constant connection with him. I think a lot of times in our circumstances, we like to focus on our lack, what we don't have. So say, for instance, money is an issue for you. You don't have a lot of money. Your prayers might be saying, or your, your mindset might, or your focus might be on your lack that you don't have any money. But the chorus says, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. That is a complete mindset shift that he will never leave us. So we have this absolute amazing confidence in him. So what we switch our mindset to say, instead of looking at what we don't have, we look at our God and say, how great is he and his faithfulness? Because he has us in his hands. In Matthew 17, 20, it says, Because you're not yet taking God seriously, said Jesus. The simple truth is that if you had a mere kernel of faith, a poppy seed, say, you would tell this mountain move and it would move. There is nothing you wouldn't be able to tackle. And then Isaiah 43, 19 in the New Living Translation says, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I've seen God work in my life so many times, even in the daily little obstacles, when I don't know how I'm going to make it past work through the rest of my day. He always gets me through it. He fills my cup often as I worship and praise him throughout the day. And I always just put my trust in him because I have seen him work in so many different ways. Verse 2 says, I know the night won't last. Your word will come to pass. My heart will sing your praise again. Jesus, you're still enough. Keep me within your love. My heart will sing your praise again. In the second verse, the lyrics talk about endurance and trust in God's promises, even during challenging times. This reflects the biblical idea of holding on to faith in the midst of adversity. In 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18 in the Message Translation, it says, So we're not giving up. 
How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we cannot see now will last forever. And with this verse, again, I want to emphasize this mindset of gratitude and praise. We need to constantly need to replace our thoughts of doubt with thoughts and declarations of faith. Remember that the night doesn't last. It's a season. It's a short amount of time. Shifts in focus and mindset also take time. And I believe these lyrics talk about developing perseverance and patience and keeping the main thing the main thing, and that is about Jesus. When the lyrics say, Jesus, you're still enough, they remind us that our satisfaction comes from a relationship with God, not with, not with things, not with personal possessions. This is a call to focus on the spiritual aspects of life that truly fulfill us, rather than the material pursuits, like I said before, or even trying to do it our own way. Now we're going to move on to the bridge. And now from a song standpoint, from a music standpoint, this is probably my favorite part of the whole entire song because it's just one of those, it's one of those things when that kick drum comes in and the chord structure changes and the timing feels like it changes and it's like this building is such a this bridge is so so cool so i really really encourage you to listen to the audio link that we have in description and just when that bridge comes in just turn and crank up that volume because it's so great and the lyrics go i've seen you move you move the mountains and i believe i'll see you do it again you made a way where there was no way and i believe i'll see you do it again the bridge repeats the message of faith and conviction and God's ability to make a way. No matter what you're going through, no matter what struggle you're going through, like he will get you through it and he'll make a way for you. And tying it to the Bible in Mark 11:22 to 24 in the Passion Translation, it says, Jesus replied, let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth I speak to you. Whoever says to this mountain with great faith and does not doubt, mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea, and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced that you have received it and it will be yours. This bridge, like I said before, is super awesome. And the coolest thing about this is that line, you made a way when there is no way, and I believe I'll see you do it again. The past is a great teacher. So that is saying, I believe that you will do it again. That means you have now looked in the past and have seen God move in your life. That is those words of declaration. So the past is a great teacher, whether it's good or bad. So I want you to take moments to reflect where you have seen God's hand move in your life and where he has made a way 
when it appeared that there was absolutely no way. You know, so talking about the mountains you've seen, like these past six months, I have been, we have been in a waiting period. I kind of talked about it in previous episodes, but waiting to hear from God for what my purpose is supposed to be in this life. And I've been praying on it and talking to God and trying to figure out, like just waiting and listening. As Barry talked about being silent, that's what my... Uh, devotional time has been like, I will just sit there and listen to the music and not say anything and just kind of wait to hear what God is going to say to me. And slowly in these past few weeks, I would say little by little, um, I've kept my faith strong and the Lord is showing me my purpose. And all of a sudden in these past few weeks, like things are speeding up, pieces of the puzzle are being put in place. And it's, it's just amazing how if your faith is strong enough and if you wait for him, like he will show up. Yeah, definitely. And there is, I think the reason why we are starting to see this is we're trying to align our thoughts and our desires with his will. And I think for anybody to really see God move again in their life, they need, we need to, we all need to, not just you and not just Katrina and myself, but everybody. We just need to make sure that our desires are aligning with God's will and seeking his guidance through prayer and through scripture. And like we said before, getting silent and where Jesus talks about Matthew 6, where you go to your room and you close the door and you pray to your God in silent. Like there is a level of intimacy within that just to sit and clear your mind and just listen and meditate on, on the word of God. And I think we can do that through prayer and scripture. I really, really do think that we, our, our patterns of life and our desires can line up with God's will if we do that through prayer and through scripture to discern whether your requests are in harmony with his plan. First John 5, 14 through 15 states, Since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him. For if we ask anything agreeable to his will, he will hear us. Again, what does that say? If we ask anything agreeable to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, that's agreeable to his will, right? We also know that we have obtained the requests. That, yeah, we have obtained the requests we ask of him. So that is the biggest thing with all of this is that we need, if we want God to move again, we've got to want God to move those mountains out of the way, whether it's a relationship or finances or a job or, or a house or anything, we need to make sure that we are lining up our desires with his will. And we do that by reading his word and meditating on it and praying silently with him, journaling, all that stuff put together. Just a con He just wants a solid connection with you and growing with you and understanding with you. So let's start moving mountains. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we're going to continue to line up our desires with his will.
All right. So we're going to start wrapping up the podcast. And I just feel like the song Do It Again is definitely a song that resonates with believers. It reminds us of God's faithfulness and the importance of unwavering trust in his promises. Through the lyrics, the song draws parallels with various Bible verses like we showed in the podcast, and those Bible verses reinforce the message of faith, endurance, and the belief that God can make a way even when it seems impossible. Uh, Do It Again serves as a powerful anthem of hope and a reminder that God's faithfulness endures forever. So as you meditate on this song and you meditate on God's past faithfulness and declare your belief in his ability to work in miracles, I truly, truly, truly believe that your faith will grow stronger. This song urges individuals to develop a deeper and more resilient faith in God's promises and his ability to work in their lives. And it's, like I said, it is more resilient faith in God's promises and not in our own doing. Believing that God can do it again develops trust not only in Him, but also in the timing and the plan for your life, especially in that time of waiting. Yeah, and we have definitely seen God work in our lives um, in this past year, obviously a lot. Um, But I mean, in this past year is when I surrendered my life to Him, and we've both dove deeper into devotionals and journaling and just being consistent with spending time with God instead of spending time with the world. Um, Throughout this past year and all the challenges, we've seen God move once and then again. And by the third time, like, how can your faith not be strong? I know he can do it again. You know, we've seen Cadence, uh, her first surgery was not good. And then in March, April, March, March yep. we saw her second surgery be a complete success. And now she has one coming up in two weeks. And like, I have no fear in it at all. Like, I know it's going to go good. I know God is going to show up. And it's just amazing when you can devote your life to him, what he can do in your life. And this idea of believing that God can do it again requires reflection and thought awareness. And we need to be constantly aware of how close our desires match up with God's. So like as Katrina was saying, like we are just constantly in reflection and thought and our and, and analyzing our thoughts and the awareness of our thoughts and where are they lining up? And we're trying to we're trying to get closer to God. That's the ultimate goal. We want to be more like Jesus, right? So when we are constantly aware of our thoughts and we're, when we're in that waiting period and believing that God is going to do it again, we want to ask you a question. What is God trying to teach us in those moments? And that's where that thought awareness comes from is what is God trying to teach us in any of these moments? And I think the biggest thing we need to do in all of this stuff, because I've talked about the, the mindset of lack versus abundance, we need to really express gratitude and praise to God for his faithfulness. As we, we, as we reflect back, we can see his faithfulness and we believe that he can do it again. And we have to expect the miracles in our life. Gratitude aligns with a positive mindset and opens the doors for more blessings. Psalms 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. 
And that is just an amazing mindset of gratitude and growth. When we, in any circumstances that we're in, we can just go to him in thanksgiving and prayer. And I also think that the biggest thing also we need to do, especially when we're struggling with something or we're in that waiting period, is to not digress, but surround yourself with a supported with a supportive spiritual community and that's your church or friends um, that can encourage you and lift uplift you during challenging times. And that means being open to vulnerability, which honestly is kind of a personal struggle with mine, especially when I, when I'm struggling with something, we really don't like opening up, but there's, I think there's a, a stronger sense of community when people can be vulnerable and open up both their weaknesses. Yeah, I definitely agree with the surrounding yourself with a supportive community. Um, like Barry said, we ha- like surrounding yourself with your church family. Like we have a great church family. So whenever we are in need of anything um, or we need to talk or vent or anything, like we know that there's always someone there that we can go to. Um, and recently I've connected with a great friend of mine and I've honestly never had a friend who I actually opened up about my faith to. I never talked about it. That was one of my struggles. I didn't feel comfortable. I always thought I was going to be judged. Um, and she definitely doesn't judge me. And we talk about anything that's on our mind. And she'll message me during the day and let me know that she's struggling. And, hey, can you just take time to pray for me? Um, and we also share our successes. So she'll message me and say, guess what? God moved today and this is what he did. And it's just so great to have a friend who is on that same page and so supportive at the same time. All right. So to officially end this podcast episode, I want to end you with an encouragement. I want to end you with something that I found while I was online. Um, I actually don't know who the speaker is. I tried looking it up, but all I could find was uh, additional uh, reels that had the same exact quote. So I don't know who the author is, um, but I thought it was really, really good. And if somebody knows who it is, please let us know. So here it is. Why is waiting such a part of spirituality? Because waiting is where faith actually becomes necessary. When you think about it, A God of immediate gratification requires no faith. It is in the waiting and the silence where faith actually develops. The three days that exist between the crucifixion and the resurrection, they teach us what? That the presence of silence never equals the absence of God. And the eight days that existed between Thomas screaming his doubt into the sky and God actually appearing to him, Teach us that God is in both the miraculous appearance and the eight days of silence. The presence of silence never means the absence of God. So the challenge of waiting is actually allowing faith to do its work. Trusting that on the other side of this period of silence, I will have a richer, deeper, and more alive faith than I ever did before. 